Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens, but you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long-term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today, 833-687-0700, 833-687-0700. Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens, but you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long-term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today, 833-687-0700, 833-687-0700. Well, Trend Chat can't be everywhere. So while we were in Denver for the Western Conservative Summit in Las Vegas, the Young Latino Leadership Summit, the Atlas Summit and Freedom Fest was going on. Thankfully, we have friends like Brittany Lopez, the executive director of the Young Latino Leadership Caucus, was there and she'll give us a recap of the events that was going on. So that and a little more. So stick around. episode of trend chat i'm your host brian bledsoe and if you want to connect with us on social media whether it's facebook instagram or twitter it's all the same name trend chat 24 7 and i write for politics.com if you want to read some of my articles there just go to politics.com slash author slash brian bledsoe so as i said in the beginning there were a number of events going on at the same time that myself was you know i was interested in going to but unfortunately i wasn't able to make all of the events and just so if people don't know i'm a truck driver and the way i'm able to go to these events is i would 
coordinate my loads to pick up a load somewhere to go to wherever the event is, whether it's like CPAC going up to DC or to Denver where we are, well, where we at now. And so that's how I, I'm able to go to these events and get to this fabulous content and these interviews. And so at the Western conservative summit, we, we got a number of interviews. It was a great event, had a good time there meeting up with, we you know meeting up with friends and then meeting new friends. So, and we'll get to those interviews in the next couple of days. But today we're just going to talk about the Young Latino Leadership Summit, the Atlas Summit, and the Freedom well Freedom Fest, which were all going on in Las Vegas, Nevada. And since I wasn't able to be there, thankfully we have Brittany Lopez to give us the rundown of what happened there. So actually we're not going <laughs> to, we're not going to hold off too much longer. We're just going to get straight into the interview actually. So you can have an idea of what happened in all those events in Las Vegas. So without further ado, here is our interview with Brittany Lopez. Hello, this is Trent Chap. And last week there were a number of, of events going on and Unfortunately, I couldn't attend them all, but good thing we have friends like Brittany Lopez, so she can, I guess, tell us about the other events, given that, I guess, the Young Latino Leadership Summit, Atlas Summit, and Freedom Fest were all in Las Vegas. So, proud to have Brittany with us to give us her input and get summary on all those events. How are you doing, Brittany? Hi. Hi, Ron. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So, which one started first? So, in order, it went the Latino Summit, uh, the Atlas Summit, and then Freedom Fest. All right. Well, I guess start with the first. Yeah, the first one. So, the, the Young Latino Leadership Summit is a annual conference, uh, Turning Point USA hosts every year, and then invites a bunch of Latino conservatives, or at least recruits people who are of Latino who are interested in conservative values and politics and they pay for all the expenses and it's just a really great event like no other. Um, there's no other organization that does this for us. There's no other party that does this for us that strictly is for young Latinos and we have some of the most active members of Turning Point USA at the summit. The Latino community and in Turning Point USA happens to be the most active activist in, in conservative politics. Okay. Now, the Young Latino Leadership Summit and the Atlas Summit, they actually were kind of together, right? So, uh, Atlas Society partnered with us, and they did a lot of education on Ayn Rand and painting broad strokes around libertarian conservative values to appeal to all types of right-leaning activists and politicos. Also, during this time, people were open to come from out of the, from non-turning point stuff. They were able to come and sit in with us and learn more about the Atlas Society. Uh, I know Jennifer Grossman, Graf, uh, she did a really good job explaining Ayn Rand values, why it's so important, and why it's so important to keep Ayn Rand in, in the literature in, in colleges and, and universities, because right now what we're having is kind of this, like, book, this book ban with conservative, famous conservative authors and famous conservative literature. And right now they're like, Anne Rand is supposedly a racist 
a greedy woman versus Karl Marx. So we'd rather just read Karl Marx, which obviously that's not true. So they ban Anne Rand books, but they don't ban Karl Marx. It's just a, a bad thing that's happening on college campuses. That she really made that issue um, part of her speech. Oh, okay. And now was was there a, like I guess general sessions where there was a just speeches or did they have like breakout sessions and and whatnot? The breakout sessions came in with uh, the Freedom Fest, Atlas Summit, and Freedom Fest were kind of happening at the same time. So there were just it was kind of like a very open forum. You can come in and out. There was multiple speakers. I was only in that room for Jennifer Grossman. We did have some turning point people in that panel where Jennifer Grossman is talking about conservative literature at universities and as a Latino, wife and rant so important. We had Drina and uh, Resmo Martinez on that panel, and they are both practice members. Okay. All right. So uh, how many days were the Young Latino and Atlas Summit? Was it one or two days? So about two days for us, turning point along with the summit, also gave us admission to Freedom Fest. So the whole thing was about four days long. So the Latino, specifically the Latino summit happened about two two days, and then the Freedom Fest was overlapping for about three days. Okay. So after those two events were over, then it basically just seamlessly went into Freedom Fest. So tell us about everything there. How I wish I could have been there. I, I wanted to go last year. I didn't couldn't go this year, so, but tell us everything yeah. about that. So, it was very, kind of a deja vu moment for me. A little bit of background, I was on the Marco Rubio campaign, and then after he dropped out, I went to the Libertarian Party and campaigned for Austin Peterson for president, or for the primary, and so I went to the Libertarian National Convention, and I have never been around so many Libertarians, or even dabbed in most libertarian values. Um, I really liked Austin Peterson, and he was more of a right-leaning libertarian. I, so I only knew about his story. But as I was into the conference, you know, you learn more about, like, legalizing marijuana, uh, immigrate, uh, more liberal immigration values. And so at Freedom Fest, it's majority libertarians and Republican-leaning libertarians, um, but you also did have, I guess, the celebrities of that conference were kind of center-left libertarians, which was very surprising. But then you also had a lot of Trump-supporting libertarians. Um, and then you had a bunch of organizations at the expo. Um, and then there were different breakout sessions as well as the main room with all the main speakers. It is something to think about when you're talking about center-left libertarians and then you have the Trump-supporting libertarians. And mm-hmm. one thing I, I saw that... I guess one of the biggest events is the Trump debate where you have basically both sides kind of going at it a little bit and just, you know, you know, a cordial debate amongst each other, which is, you know, a pretty healthy thing to have, you know, to yeah. have go back and back and forth and just talk about ideas. But um, I guess just tell us a little bit about that. I know that's kind of what the big deal about Freedom Fest as well. Sure. Yeah. Apparently that is the biggest event that happens at Freedom Fest uh, where Three panelists from they're both they're both conservative values. Just one is anti-Trump and one is pro-Trump. The one that was anti-Trump were more of the libertarian celebrities like Mr. Tucker, 
Um, you have people on pro-Trump side like Wayne Root and Juan Pablo Andrade. And it was a very civil debate. Um, as Tucker stood up, uh, Juan Pablo stood up, and it kind of got a little loud on the anti side. Wayne is a very sociable, likable guy. No matter what he says, he says it with a smile and almost jokingly, while the anti side were kind of just very judgmental and a little bit defensive at what everything the pro-Trump side said. So I think that's where they lost. They were very like, why are you anti-Mexico? Meanwhile, you have a Hispanic on the pro-Trump side arguing with them, you know, with the Latino summit and the Latino caucus being there supporting Juan Pablo, who is a caucus member. 99% of the caucus voted for Trump and half of us are probably Mexican. So when Tucker said, why are you being so anti-Mexico? It kind of just, all right, well, we all, we obviously know which side won this argument because here we had some people of Mexican descent pro-Trump and he kind of lost it for that side of the argument. Well, like I said, just it is a healthy thing to be able to have these. Oh, yeah, before, definitely. So. Yeah, uh, it, it, it was a lot about who was, not who was arguing, but how you argued versus your content. Regardless what any of them said, you know, first, if you have a positive attitude or if you have a negative attitude, that has a lot to do with winning the debate. Okay. Now, I noticed that this was the 10th anniversary. Did they, like, do any special things, kind of, I guess, celebrating their 10 years of doing Freedom Fest? So, yeah, it was kind of a fun theme about they, they had William Shatner there, and he, he's a Star Trek guy, so the theme was free enterprise, free, free economy, free free market enterprise, stuff like that. So everything was really well set up. You can tell they it's just like the seat pack of libertarians. The setup was amazing. They spent a lot of money into this, and a lot of people around the country went to this. The top news organization for the libertarian and conservative values are there. It just got a lot of media as well. I know CNN did a little clip of us, and they were just amazed that we're having like there's a conference of pro-Trump conservatives and anti-Trump conservatives, and we're here kind of just like coexisting, kind of just meeting each other in the middle and having, you know, a peaceful gathering. Well, at Freedom Fest, uh, I'm guessing they had those breakout sessions and everything. Did you? Well, I know you couldn't attend them all, but what were some of the some of the I guess sessions were about? Yeah, so there was a session about. Immigration values and why capitalism is great for immigration and why. So they had people, Juan Pablo Andrade, this young young kid who is from North Korean descent, and then you had an African American, and they were just talking about why capitalism is great for their community, what they dealt with with their families when they were in the other countries. And so that was a really great breakout. Um, it shows a lot. I like that you have diversity and you're trying to show it off and you know it's a very important like you cherish diversity you want to put it out there it's not you using the race card to say hey look we have like you know an african-american in our group so you are not racist it's, it's like we're giving this african-american a chance to speak out and say what he believes in because knowing that if you put him in a um, him or her in a liberal point of view, you're going to have people throwing, what do you say, like shade, throwing, you know, bad remarks saying that you're a bad person. If you're talking about healthcare, oh, you want people to die. If you're talking about education, oh, you don't want free education. How could you? You don't want people to learn. You just want people to be suppressed. 
So that was a really good panel. And then there was also just a overall young panel talking about how important is millennials in how important was the millennial vote in the election, regardless of who they voted for versus libertarian versus Republican. That was great too. Now, I don't know if you got all the demographics, but well, I guess off the top of your head, what were the demographics as far as everyone at Freedom Fest? So the demographics, there were a lot of young people. Um, Citizen Liberty, Turning Point USA was there. Prairie University was there. That They speak really well amongst the young people. And then you had some university that, it's actually like a libertarian university that they have in Latin America and Spain. It's really interesting. And then other types, kind of like middle-aged, you know, white men. But you have people who are campaigning there, like Larry Sharp, who is a... He's running, I believe, for I believe for governor of New York in the Libertarian Party. I that was my pick for the primary when we were voting in the Libertarian Party. He's a really good guy, but um, mostly middle age. And then there's the giant gap between the middle age and then the young early twenties type of people. And then I believe fifty of us were from the Latino Summit, so. You had this kind of like black sheep in the room of like all these Latinos at this libertarian conference. Nobody really knew why we were there. <laughs> well, I'm, well, I don't know why. I mean, it's not like having Latinos there, would, as far as being libertarian, should be boring to, you know. Right, <laughs> right. No, it's just like they never seen this before. Like, it was the point who brought, you know, this demographic to the libertarian party. Because not a lot of li- uh, Latinos are libertarian. Uh, they either go left or right, but nothing really. If they are in the middle, they just aren't very educated enough to just say that I'm a libertarian. Even though Hispanic culture is very traditionally, it's very libertarian, very right leaning. So it was just kind of interesting to hear so many. Oh my gosh, thank you for coming. You don't understand. You know, everyone thinks libertarians are just middle aged single white dudes. You know what I mean? <laughs> it makes it seem like. Everybody that is, if you're not a Democrat, you're just a middle-aged white man. <laughs> like, even if you're talking about Republican or Libertarian, all the minorities are all on, on Democrat. Like, they can't be nothing else. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's really, you know, and they just, they're not pointing you out because you're brown. They're just like, there's a group of us, and they're just, oh, my gosh, like, where are you coming from? Who brought you here? How did you find out about us? Because they were trying to tap into certain demographic that they couldn't tap into before. And Turning Point has the the resources, and they're like, hey, a lot of our Latinos from this conference, there's a lot of libertarian, and they're very open-minded, and they're one of the best activists we have. So if we can work together, you know, we'll bring them to this great event and essentially kind of give us a resource to – to have our activists to get our education, and then they can have that demographic of, you know, learning how to appeal to to our summit, to our caucus. Yeah, and plus also you have the Young Latino Leadership Caucus as well, which mm-hmm. which you are. Oh, off the top of my head, I've forgotten. <laughs> um, oh, <laughs> yeah, I am. I'm the sec- executive director. Of oh, see. Is the- I- yeah. Yeah, I was, I was, the negative director was in my head. I like to say it, but no, I, I, it just kind of slipped my mind time I was, time I said that. But, um, but yeah, so, 
Yeah, so you now you have all all of you there as well. And so mm-hmm. as far as um now I know I've already asked you about the demographics, but it was how many days? Freedom Fest itself about three it or four days? Eighteenth of the twenty second. Uh, I know you mentioned that, so you will support uh, Austin Peterson for president yes. for the Libertarian Party last um, well last year. Uh, so was he there mm-hmm. this year? He was not there. He's actually, um, you know, it, he's actually getting a lot of momentum. He's he's kind of busy running for Senate of Missouri, um, I believe it's Missouri. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's actually running for Senate under the Republican Party now. So he's getting a lot of momentum. A lot of Republicans really liked him. He was the most, like, during the convention, a lot of Republicans went because they were lost that all they had was Trump. So they went to the Libertarian Party, and they found Austin Peterson, who is a pro-life conservative, um, but he's very much a free thinker, and he is very much a libertarian in that way. Okay. So he gained a lot of momentum in the Republican Party because he brought so many people over to the Libertarian Party. But um, we think he's going to be a lot more successful in the Republican Party. I feel like it's not really changing his values at all. Um, it's just a way to get more momentum. Okay. Well, I was wondering about that because I was going to ask, was there any talk about him running as a Republican where the Libertarians feeling betrayed or something like that? That's why I was just wondering. Right. I mean, <laughs> For those libertarians that think it's a stab in the back to run as Republican, I think it's a very smart move to have libertarians go and infiltrate the Republican Party. If they really want change, that's a great way to do it, not to just stand there with your arms crossed and say, we're the Libertarian Party, you're either with us or without. During the Trump primary election, you had a lot of just confused Republicans and they, they, you know, Trump, they're not for Trump, but it's the only choice. And they look to the Libertarian Party and Libertarians, well, you either want to legalize weed or you don't. Austin Peterson made a very, very, very important stance that he was pro-life in the Libertarian Party. And that was very, very brave of him. And that's what won the Republican vote within the Libertarian Party. So I, I don't, there was not much talk about it. But I think he's going to do very well in the Republican Party. I think I know he knows what he's doing, and I think it's a very smart idea to have libertarian free thinkers. If you can't, it's kind of like if you can't beat them, join them. But it's actually if you can't beat them, join them and make it better. So that's what he's trying to do right now. Okay. So everything at Freedom Fest, uh, I guess I would ask you, what was your, I guess, the favorite part, or your favorite speech or moment or whatnot? My favorite part, um, obviously, the Lone Latino Leadership Summit. I love that conference. Last year, I came home from Europe early from a family trip to go to that conference in Orlando. Uh, this year was in Vegas, so I was certainly not missing that. And we got a lot of recruitment. And then, you know, Turning Point is just the best with helping out our community, helping, you know, educate us and doing great things to help us succeed in our communities and, and teach other people. I think the second part was definitely the pro-Trump, anti-Trump conservative debate. I know that there were some people that we invited that were not even, were not either, but they were so glad they went because that just opened their eyes to to why we have these type of conferences, why we're conservative. We all don't believe in 100% the government 
but that doesn't mean we can't love our country and we can't support our president. If he goes down, we all go down. All right. All right, enough of this. Let's talk about some important stuff. Let's talk about the food. So. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, let's really talk about. Okay. So. What, I mean, because you know, in Las Vegas, if anyone didn't know, all this was in Las Vegas. So you have the buffets, the top-notch restaurants, and you have food with Brittany on, uh, well, Instagram. Instagram. So. Yeah. yeah. Tell us all about your adventures. At all these restaurants. Yeah, so my Instagram account is Food with Brittany. That's Brittany as in B R I T N E Y. And I am just, you know, a lover of food, as, you know, many Latinas are. But I kind of, I just like art for me. Like, it's literally just like, if I could study cooking and all that stuff, I would. But, um, you know, I didn't touch gambling at all. I was, you know what? I'm just going to spend my money at a restaurant and I'm going to win every time. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, the first day I went there, I literally took me three months to reserve one seat at this restaurant. So I ate by myself. It was all the mother of all of the days, um, and it only happens on Sunday. Wow. Mind you, it was expensive, but it was very, very worth it. Um, they had unlimited champagne, Bloody Mary's, mimosas. They had unlimited filet mignon, Alaskan crab, lobster pail, like really fancy mashed potatoes, really fresh, fancy desserts, unlimited caviar. I actually had caviar with my pancakes. That was like so interesting. I felt so bougie. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and I was having the time of my life, even though I was by myself, and there was that restaurant. I went to another buffet at the oh, hold Hotel. Up, hold up. Yeah. What was the restaurant you went to? Oh, okay. So it's the BLT Steak Restaurant at Bally's, and every Sunday they have the Sterling Brunch, and it's $100 a person, but usually if you eat at a nice restaurant in Las Vegas, you're about to spend $80 on one meal, so you might as well just pay the extra $20, $40 and get all-you-can-eat filet mignon. I mean, you can't really beat that, even Ooh. though, you know, it's $100, but you can't beat it, to be honest. Mm, yeah, yeah. All you can eat filet mignon. Mm, that, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, that sounds pretty good. So, but now you said you, you had to wait three months to get a, re- a reservation to this place. Is that, yeah, is that a huge right? So, yeah. Um. So, you know, I mind my friends and stuff like that. I know a lot of them don't feel like spending a hundred dollars to eat caviar but knowing the foodie i am uh, i just had to you know you, you have to do it once at least you know go to a, a really nice restaurant and then just enjoy yourself so yeah it was just a limited it was, it was crazy wow I, I, I didn't think about a place that i mean I, I guess i could think of some places but yeah i just to think of actually doing so, it <laughs> Yeah, I use an app called Open Table, and I'm, like, obsessed with it because you gain points, but that's literally just making me want to spend more money because I want to <laughs> gain points. I'm literally, it's like, 2,000 points gives you $20, but you have to go to, like, 20 restaurants after that. Oh. It's really, it's a really good idea, but, like, obviously it's, it's tricking the consumer. Um, but I was every day since January, or since, like, January March, trying to get a seat at this restaurant and there was always no time available. Mm-hmm. I would go about every day and there was 
I was like, okay, well, let me switch it from two to a table to one to a table. So I couldn't invite anybody. And maybe about two weeks later, I found one reservation at, like, 12.45. And mind you, I, like, got off the plane about 10 o'clock in the morning. So, like, from 10 in the morning, I had to make a reservation. Like, I had to go to my reservation at 12.45. But it was very well worth it. I'm so glad I stayed on top of it. It was It was definitely... A life moment for me. That's kind of weird, but food is just that great. <laughs> so you had all you can eat filet mignon, and then you said like some mm-hmm. sort of dessert. Yeah, there were cake pops and chocolates and brownies and cups made out of chocolate and just very beautiful, artsy looking dessert. I don't even know what it was, but it was great. And then yeah, then if you ever want to have caviar and pancakes with unlimited champagne, <laughs> go over there. Okay. Then where else did you go to? So, like, memorable, like, very memorable um, places I went to was the buffet at the Wynn. It's literally called the buffet. And it's it's very pretty. It's kind of like Alice in Wonderland, Oriental, springtime theme, and, you know, everything is grand there. They probably chocolate fondue, everything you can think of. And there was, there was like, a two-hour wait for that restaurant and you couldn't make reservations. So I went there with a couple of girlfriends. I think it was like 40 to $50 a person. And that was really great as well. There is Hash Hash and Go-Go, which is the spin off farmer food. I think that's what they like say, where everything is like all the food is shareable and it's pretty much double the size of your head. And <laughs> So um, they have kind of like country food, but like two times the size. And it's open 24-7. It's great drunk food. Um, That was at the Lynx Hotel. Yeah, I mean, there was probably a whole bunch of other restaurants, but there's just so much to do in Vegas. If you haven't gone, you have to go once, and you literally just have to walk everywhere. I don't think two days will do, you know, four days will do you justice. You probably have to spend a week there. Yeah, I've actually went once and basically I only spent a day. So I was kind of just stuck in the in one hotel, the area, which was, I, I guess, mm-hmm. how you saying it, saying it right? They had this huge buffet, a buffet I'd never seen before in there. So I have no idea about the rest of them. So what about the restaurant, I guess, that where you stayed at? I don't know where you stayed in Vegas. I stayed at the Bally's Hotel. Okay, so. And uh, okay. that, yeah. That was where the buffet was. They also okay. had we had a process meet and greet, and they had, I believe it's called taco or tequila tangeria. Um, usually, when we have our process meet and greet, where people from the Latino Summit who are not in the caucus can come meet us and talk about politics and how they can advance their political endeavors, we usually have that every time we have a summit, and we usually have to pick. We don't have to, but it's a good idea to pick a Hispanic restaurant. And there was barely any, like, Caribbean influence in Las Vegas. There's only, like, Central American Mexican food. Uh, we chose that, and it was really good. I had, I had nachos. <laughs> it was really good. Well, what did, like, gourmet nachos? It, it was, like, 
I don't know. It was, just <laughs> huge, it was a huge thing. I had to share it. Um, but it was just a good time. Uh, every, you know, everyone loves the food. Uh, we had Prager University talk at our meet and greet. We had, you know, me and uh, our chairman, Daniel Herrera, who is running for councilman in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, and then we actually had a special surprise that, man, his name is, his name is Sean, and he's running for Congress in California. I don't think he's been, like, primary yet or anything, but he's, he's running for Congress in California, and we had a caucus member who brought him. Uh, he was just checking out the conference, and, and they recognized each other, so we brought him to the, the meet and greet, and he had uh, lunch with us, so he was really, really nice, and he's, he very much reminds me of a Thomas Massey who I really love. So um, we're, we're gonna, as Latinos and as caucus, you know, even though he's not Latino, but he's from California and he did show support for us and he, he just thinks we're incredibly awesome. And since our values line up, I think we're going to help him out as much as we can. So uh, with everything with the Freedom Fest and the Young Latino Leadership Summit, Atlas Summit. I thank you for your summary and everything that was going on there. And I guess let us know how to get in touch with the Young Latino Leadership Caucus and with Food with Brittany. Yeah, so um, I'm always visible on Facebook. My name is Brittany Lopez. Um, I always have to spell it out. So B-R-I-T-N-E-Y. And then you can follow the Young Latino Leadership Caucus at the Latin Leaders on Twitter. And we're basically at the Latin Leaders uh, pretty much everywhere else, even on Facebook. And we post almost weekly, almost daily, about stuff that our activists are doing, whether they're running for office, they are on uh, major news networks, or they're working for the president. So um, it's really important that we get support. Um, we're in the work of possibly... As a caucus, we, we love conferences. We go together all the time, and we always meet each other, even if it has nothing to do with the Latina Summit or Turning Point or anything else. But next year, we are just looking, and we are setting a goal on probably having the biggest Latino conference, a Latino conservative conference ever. So we're kind of trying to gain momentum as fast as we can because next year I think we're going to have some huge things now that we won the election and we have a pro-capitalist president who hates what's happening in in Cuba and hates what's happening in Venezuela. I seriously think, and you know, he really cares about the Hispanic community. He doesn't want bad people. He doesn't want bad people to tarnish our values, tarnish our, our image. He, who truly cares about immigration, and it's, I don't believe it's anything having to do with racism. But now that we have a pro-Hispanic and pro-Hispanic value, House, Senate, and uh, President, I think we're going to go and try to build our caucus as much as possible and make America um, a little bit more aware of these uh, pro-conservative Hispanics that we we are one of the largest major, uh, largest minorities in the country, and I think it'll really help everything that's happening in America if we have another foot up. All right. Well, Brittany Lopez, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for having me. Yep, and thanks for Brittany for joining us. And I just, you know, if you want to know more about about all those events, you, I hope that you gave you everything that you want to know and if you want to look up those events and find out a little bit more but um 
just thank you for everybody listening in. Actually, we'll get back to having a, another episode on Wednesday. And we will actually have another one on Thursday from the Western Conservative Summit. So until tomorrow, we'll chat with you later. Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens, but you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today. 833-687-0700. 833-687-0700. Six eight seven zero seven zero zero. Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens, but you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long-term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today, 833-687-0700. 833-687-0700.